8 and verse number 1. It reads, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Verse 2, this is a key verse, one that I really want to sit on. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. You know what, I'm going I'm, to I'm just do those two. And if I had to jump into some other ones, we could just go to them. I'm going to read those two again, and then we'll go to Colossians 3. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit, verse 2, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and the law of death. Go with me to Colossians chapter number 3. And I'm just going to read verses 1 through 3. Let's settle some matters. Colossians chapter 3, verse number 3, uh, um, verse number 1, excuse me. If ye then, everybody say if. If you then be actually risen with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. We always understand the right hand of God speaks of a governmental seat. It is the highest um, governmental seat. Because it is the governmental seat over the entire created um, world and universe. He sits in the highest seat of government over the created order, the right hand of the Father. That's not just where he sits because he just likes to play with daddy. That's a seat of, uh, it speaks of an authority. Because you don't get authority from politics, you get authority from fathers. That's a whole nother message. You don't get authority from theolo theological schools, you get authority from fathers. Amen. Amen. And so, so, so now it says, uh, verse number two, set your affection on the things above, not on the things on the earth. For you are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. Father, we just thank you and we bless you right now. We give you the glory, the honor, and the praise that you would speak and that you would speak uh, clearly to us. We thank you for reformation tonight. That's what I believe that you're doing, God. You are reforming the very way from which we approach and see life. Thank you for reforming our hearts, our minds, and our spirits. That we may walk, O oh Lord God, as sons that the earth is waiting for the manifest. Thank you that there's a manifestation of sons tonight. Thank you, Lord God, that there's a manifestation of daughters that Darlington has been waiting for to cast off her fornication and enter into her destiny. We bless you and thank you now in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Um, go back to Romans chapter 8 and verse number 2. I'm going to share some stuff with you tonight that I believe is very, very imperative. Try to take my time with it. Amen. And I know it's going to be some eye-opening things that I'm going to share, it's but it's going to open the eyes of our hearts that we might be able to see. Um, Romans chapter 8, verse number 2, it says, it reads again, For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. It's so important that we understand we're freed from the law by another law. Amen. We're free for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has free made me free from the law of what? 
sin and death. God doesn't free us from the law. He frees us from the law by bringing us under a superior law. See, what we got to understand is Jesus' intention for grace never was for us to live without law. Jesus did not introduce grace so we would not live without law, but more so that we would live under a higher law called the law of the spirit of life, not the law of Moses. The law of the spirit of life delivers us from the law of Moses, but we're still under law. Everybody understand what I'm saying? The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has freed me from what? The law of sin and death. We, we must understand that Jesus does not in our life want to do away with the concept of law altogether. But he wants to simply do away with the law of Moses by bringing us under the law of the spirit of life in Christ. Everybody say law of the spirit of life. We are yet under, we are yet under a law. We are either under the law of the spirit of life in Christ, or we're yet under the law of Moses. Everybody understand what I'm saying? Now, now, let me help you understand the nature of the law of life, because this is where it challenges us. The law of life is the fact that I live by law. Not I live by the law, but I live, and it's the law. I, li I must live, and if I don't live, the law is being broken. The law of life is when I can't die, and it's the law. Follow me a little bit. For, for me to die would be for me to be breaking the law. I live, and my life that I'm living is under a law of life that says you cannot die, and if you did die, it would be it's unlawful. Everybody following what I'm saying? So, so now, under the law of life, life is by way of law, not by way of survival. You don't live because you survive. You live because it's the law. Life is no longer governed by I survived it. Life is governed by the fact that I put you under a law that said you couldn't die. I don't have to survive my trial. By law, my trial can't kill me. It changes everything. I don't have to pray to make it through the night. By law, the night can't kill me. Under the law of life, I'm not just living because I want to live. I'm living because I can't die. It's, it's one thing to say I choose to live. It's another thing to say I couldn't die if I wanted to. Under the law of life, life ain't a choice. Under the law of life, you cannot die. Under the law of life, whatever's facing you can't kill you. Under the law of life, it really doesn't matter what's happening. The law says you have to live. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, right? It's so key that we understand we understand the law of life, so we'll stop trying to live through our trials and understand we can't die in our trials. What I'm telling you is whatever feels like it's killing you is lying to you. It can't kill you. Whatever feels like it's overwhelming you is lying to you. It can't kill you if you're under the right law. I shall live by the law no matter where I'm at in life because I'm under the law of life. 
I'm going to live wherever I am. And I know that doesn't resonate for some of you because you're not familiar with the law of life yet. You're yet to come under that law. You're still trying to be justified under the law of Moses. When I'm properly seated in the law of life, I know I'm not going to die because I know it's against the law for me to do anything but live. If I know I'm going to live through it, I can live life to the fullest in it. If I know I'm going to live, I'm going to say that again. If I know I'm going to live through it, I can live life to the fullest in it. See, a lot of people say, I know I'm under the law of life because I'm still here. That is not what that is saying. It, it, the law of life isn't you existing. The law of life is you living. The law, oh, glory be to God. This is what we must understand. We can last through something we didn't endure through. You lasted, you did not endure. You lost your joy in it. You lost your peace. You lost your confidence. You lost your faith. You lasted in something that none, nothing that God gave you when you went in endured through it. Amen. And we can make it through something that we didn't live through. Most of us make it through stuff we don't live through stuff. Existing through it isn't living through it. The law of the spirit of life doesn't function to help us make it through something. The law of the spirit of life empowers us to live through something. So under the law of the spirit of life, we don't just make it through financial challenges. We live life to the fullest through financial challenges. That means with full joy, with full, see life is joy. Life is peace. Life is confidence. Life is creativity. Life is energy. Life is motivation. So I live through financial struggles with the full joy I had before they came, not because I'm strong, but I'm under a law. I live with full peace like that I had before I entered the financial struggle, not because I now know how to maintain peace. I'm under a law that refuses for me to do anything but live. So I go through financial challenges with full joy, full peace, full passion, full praise, and full motivation for God as if I had more than enough and it's all by law. It is our glory be to God. See, our joy, our passion, our praise, and our peace are under a law called life. They are not under the authority of financial gain or financial loss. Ne financial gain nor financial Financial loss has authority over my life only a law called life does so under the law of the spirit of life we don't just make it through weighty and trying times we live life to the fullest through weighty and trying times because God intended life to be lived by law he never intended life to be under the jurisdiction of situation and circumstance you know why we got to get people in and sing songs to get people happy because they're not under the law of life. So you know why we got to work people up and grease them to clap their hands because you're not under the law of life. You're yet now depending on something else to stimulate something because you don't know the law that you're supposed to be under. We're still trying to follow the law of Moses. I'm going to help you understand in a minute when he said away from me you who practice lawlessness. He was not talking about the law of Moses. I'm going to deal with that in a minute because we miss it. You think you're actually following the law and you think that's what he is talking about? 
He came to do away with the law of Moses. Why would he make you follow it? He was not talking about the law of Moses when he said, away from me, you who practice lawlessness. You're breaking another law, the law I came to set. He didn't come to set a law of law. He came to set a law of life. I am come that you might have by law. My God, under Christ, life is the law. Please hear me. We can no longer afford to confuse survival with life. What is life? Life is joy. What is life? Life is peace. What is life? Life is righteousness. What is life? Life is energy. You ever go through something that takes your energy? Well, then that's against the law. By law, my energy never wanes. By law, my peace never wanes. That is not me gritting my teeth and saying, oh, I'm going to be strong enough to make it through it. I'm just under a law. The law of life. Life is creativity. You know what life is? Life is unbridled belief in what God can do. Usually, that's one of our greatest challenges of life that we live in. After, Because what our problem is, we think when God tells us to do something, it's going to work the first time we try it. And if it don't work the first time we try it, God didn't tell us. When God purposely tells us to do something, it ain't going to work the first time. It ain't going to work the second time nor the third time. Because I got to grow you up into that individual that I said can do it. Although you're the individual that can do it, you're operating under age of that individual. So I'm going to make you go at it until you grow up. It is you that's going to do it, Moses. How are you going to tell Moses he's going to deliver Israel and not tell him you're going to have to go through 40 years of growing up first? So Moses knows he's supposed to deliver Israel. So he goes and kills an Egyptian, hides him up under the sand, and ends up running for his life. So Moses pretty much gave up on his call. He pretty, oh, glory be to God. He thought, I must have missed God. Maybe I'm not the deliverer. No, 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 no. You are. You just were underage when you heard it. You heard it at five, but you can't get your license until you're 16. So you got behind the wheel at five and wound up crashing the car. I oh, glory be to God. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to raise you up and tell you what you're going to do and let you crash so I can grow you up and decree and declare nay in all things. I am more than a conqueror through the Lord Jesus Christ. Even if I fail, you have succeeded. No weapon formed against me, and I'm not just having church because I failed 50 times, and God still has me standing on this mountain, blessing my hands and moving me forward. My God, I grew up. If you got faith, you're going to fail to grow up. Don't speak that over me. Okay. All right. Life is joy. Life is peace. Life is righteousness. Life is energy. Life is creativity. All the things that when we go through, do what? Die. We go from creativity to figure out what we can do to make ends meet. We go from energy to trying to find a, a place in the day every day to get a nap. We go from peace to stressing. Come on. Come on. And then we ask God, 
We come to church to ask God to give us what he gave us a law where we never had to lose. Amen. What I'm here to tell you today is, is that that joy, that peace, that righteousness, that energy, that creativity, and unbridled belief in God is ours by law, not by life location. No matter where you are right now, joy to you. I don't care where you are right now, peace to you. No matter where you are right now, energy to you. No matter where you are right now, motivation to you. No matter where you are right now, victory to you by law. I don't care what you're facing. You're under a law called life. Glory be to God. And you have a right to wake up in the morning like it worked. Even when it didn't work. You got the same way to wake up jumping out the bed ready to go. You got the same amen, a, a right to, to lift your hands as if what you did worked. You got the same right to dance like everything happened the way you want it to happen. And that has nothing to do with how big and bad you are. You're under a law called life. My God, you can live every day, all day, uh, 365 days a week, every, th every year, every decade. Come on, for the rest of your life, life. I'm trying to call you into under a law today. I'm trying to help you understand the Father is inviting you into a law today. And it has nothing to do with the law of Moses. It's what delivers you from the law of Moses. It's the law of the spirit of life. In Christ Jesus. Making, a, making it through a thing with no life. How many of you have made it through something with no life? I mean, you don't have to raise your hand. No energy. No motivation. Amen. No desire. Don't even believe God have altered what God told you 25 times and you came out on the other side and said, I made it. I suggest to you, you lost it. You existed through it. You didn't live through it. That's not life. This is what we must understand. Glory be to God. Life is not an option. Life is a law. I'm going to say that again because I need that to resonate with you today. Amen. I need that to resonate. If we could get somebody, if y'all could help them out and maybe get, get her, make sure y'all get her together. Life is not an option. Life is a law. Amen. So, so this is what we got to understand. And this is what we got to implement. For us to die or to be killed um, by what we're going through right. is for us to be breaking the law. Amen. Is what you're going through killing you? You're, it's actually lawlessness. You're, you're, you're breaking the law of life. I, you're not breaking the law of Moses. That's why a lot of people are going to wind up missing the kingdom because they say, I'm following all the law of Moses, but you break the law of life every day. Every day you don't live. Every day you fight with depression. Every day you fight through heaviness. That You're breaking the law. You're breaking the law of life in Christ Jesus. 
Amen. Amen. And, and so, so now, and we got to sober up right here. We can't break the law of life just like we can't break the law of gravity. The law of life is just like the law of gravity. If I get up on the top of this building right now and I jump off this building, what's going to happen? I am going to fall by the law of gravity. What if I do it 50 more times and I flap my arms and I jump up a different way? Or if I go sideways? What if I go backwards? What if I go head down? If I do it a hundred times, will the law of gravity ever fail to bring me under its grips of the law? Not one time. God says the law of life is the same way. I don't care what trial you're going through. You can be going went through a hundred trials a hundred different ways and it through each and every single one of them, you shall live because you're under a law of life. I don't care if this one is financial. You're under a law of life. I don't care if this one is marital. You're under a law of life. I don't care if this one is career-wise. You're under a law of life. I don't care if this one is physical. You're under a law of life. It applies every time. It is a law. It is not an option. We can't choose to live. We live by law. We walk in joy by. We live in righteousness by. We walk in peace by. Wow. Why is this one hard to get with? Because we love going down to the club and pointing at the people breaking the law of Moses. We love to point out the one smoking cigarettes breaking the law of Moses. We love to point out the one sleeping with their boyfriend or girlfriend breaking the law of Moses. While we ourselves sit back and break the, the higher law that we're really called to. The law of life. Life is not an option. Life is a law. You shall live by law. Not because you want to live. I can't, I can't help but live. Me and you can't help but live. I can't help but be happy in the morning. That's a law, man. I can't help but believe today. Tomorrow is going to be better than today. That's a law. I can't help but smile through the day. That's a law. But hard and difficult is the way that leads to the law. The law of life. Many people never get to life because you got to go through a path called hard. It Life ain't hard. The way to life is hard. Because I got to take you through hard to show you you really ain't under the law yet. If you're still going through through your circumstances, you're yet not under the law of life. So I got to take you through to help you understand and navigate you through the hard way that will bring you under the law of life where you can look at your issue and say, no weapon formed against me shall be able to prosper, not kill me, shall be able to prosper, not kill me, shall be able, it won't even be able to prosper in my joy. It won't be able to wane my joy at all. It has no ability to prosper against my peace. It has no ability to prosper against my motivation, my outlook. It can't prosper at all. It has no authority to influence anything going on on the inside of me. It can't prosper. All right. So now 
Jesus, by way of grace, brings us under a law that makes dying an act of lawlessness. We have a right to die to one thing, the flesh. But we don't got a right to die no more outside of that. Amen? And a lot of people say, I'm still dying to the flesh. How many times do you die? I'm going to leave that alone. You know, grandma died Monday, but she's going to die again next Monday. Yeah. It don't work like that. Put up that first slide. I'm going to show you something. Everybody say the law of life. We're under a law called life. Once you understand you're under that law, you'll no longer struggle with, um, um, struggle with the ideal that you ever have to survive. I can't help but live. Right? To live is Christ and to die is what? Death ain't death. Death is gain. I either live or gain. That's it. Live and gain are the only two things I can function in for the rest of my life. I'll either live or I'm going to gain more life. Right. Nothing less than that. Somebody say live again. Live. The law of life takes out death. It's not life or death. It's life or gain. Right. Amen. I'm under a law of life. If you look at Matthew chapter 7 verse 21 through 23, look at what it says. It says in the New King James Version, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father which is in heaven. Verse 22, Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out devils in your name, and done many wonders in your name? Y'all see that? Verse 23, And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice what? Jesus was not referring to condemning them because they were lawless against the law of Moses. He came to fulfill the law of Moses, not bring people under the law of Moses. He came to deliver us. Uh, the law came by Moses, but grace and truth by what? Jesus Christ. They were believers who were condemned because they broke the law of the spirit of life. They honored the law of Moses. These were not believers who did not honor the law of Moses. They didn't lie, cheat, steal, and kill. They actually functioned in gifts. They prophesied. They lay hands on the sick and they recovered. Amen. They worked miracles, but they did it and they were dying. They were in ministry and they were dying. They were in ministry and they now they struggled with depression. They were they were leading and functioning, but they were struggling with fornication. They were they were that They were dealing with quitting. They were dealing with and in the towel. They were, they, they were now an Elianic priesthood. They were an Elianic, the priesthood of Eli. Eli was heavy. Yeah. They, they represent the Elianic priesthood that because they're so heavy, they have no vision. Their vision becomes to feel their way through and survive. It is the Elianic priesthood. And so they prophesied, they preached, and men now entered into levels of breakthrough, but they were breaking the law the entire time because though they were preaching life, them themselves were constantly dying behind closed doors, marital issues, uh, uh, issues. And with depression and anxiety and a lack of fulfillment and feeling all alone and wanting to throw in the towel and hold on God is saying you are lawless you are breaking the law the law of the spirit of life not the law of Moses right. Come on. 
You can have the law of the spirit of life, but if you're raised under an Elionic priesthood, you will not live in your benefit. You actually struggle as a leader because you believe that's what leaders are supposed to do when you have it in you not to struggle. You actually fight with heaviness when you have it in you to never fight with heaviness simply because you were raised in an Elionic priesthood that told you every leader fights with heaviness. That's against the law. Amen. The first thing we do is, you know what we do? When we hear that, we think, okay, God, what I got to do to follow this law? It is not even administered like the law of Moses. It is not something God gives you a list and says, here, do this, 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 and this. This is something that God says, I'm opening your chest. I'm going to take my finger. I ain't even going to use a pen. And I'm going to put my finger on your heart. And I'm going to write this law in your heart. And I am going to stamp it and tattoo it on your mind. And I'm going to be your God. And you shall be. In other words, I don't have to say snap out of it. I can't die in this. I got to live. There's something that kicks in in me that says I'm going to live through this. There's something that kicks in in the morning. And I lift my hands. I ain't got to say, hold on, let me lift my hand. There's just something written on the heart of the one under the law of life that understands by instinct I'm going to live and not die keep on moving keep keep your head up keep believing God don't throw in the towel glory be to God as a matter of fact wave the flag there's just something on the inside of the one under the law of life that does not fight with death Do you understand that our fight with death is over? See, I wish somebody in here, I could actually bring you under this law, this superior law. We do not have to fight with death because death has already been defeated. Oh, grave, where's your victory? Oh, death, where's your... It, it is like getting having a bee land on you that's already got their stinger. Their stinger is gone. See, what Jesus said is, death, you ain't got but one stinger. So what I'm going to do is, I'm going to let you land on me. And I'm going to take the sting. And I'm going to let you fly on. But you don't understand. After three days, after three days, I'm going to take this stinger out. And you ain't going to be able to sting nobody else because you lost your stinger oh grave where's your victory oh death where's your why you running from the bee and he ain't got a stinger no more I don't have to fight with death he can't sting me I need somebody to shout up in here for that my God. It don't hurt to get up in the morning. Depression lands on me as a bee, but it ain't got no sting. It don't hurt no more. Come on. Lust tries to land on me, but it ain't got no sting. Discouragement try to land on me, but it ain't got no sting. I'm not telling you that it ain't there. It just... And so now, 
we can follow the law of Moses and com be completely lawless. Amen. Because we're not going to be judged by the law of Moses. We'll be judged by the law of life. We're lawless to the degree that this life kills us. This life ain't got nothing in it that can kill us. Well, I'm going to say that again. We are lawless to the degree we allow jobs to kill us. We are lawless to the degree we allow money to kill us. We are lawless to the degree we allow people talking about us to kill us. We are lawless. God, through the grace of Christ, is inviting us into a superior law than that of the law of Moses, the law of a life, which is we shall live, and it's the law. My God, I dare you to say out of your mouth, I shall live, and that's the law. My God, I dare you to say it out of your mouth again, I shall live, and that's the law. I dare you, when you wake up in the morning tomorrow and you feel that heaviness trying to get on you, I dare you to declare, I shall live, and that's the law. My God, this day is going to be a good day. This day is going to be full of life. This day is going to be full of righteousness. This day is going to be full of peace. That's the law. I'm going to be blessed today. That's the law. My God, if I don't get blessed, somebody breaking the law. Watch this. Watch this. It's illegal for me to die. It's illegal for me to die. When I leave here, God going to take me. I ain't going to lie. I ain't going to leave because I died. I'm going to leave because I was taken. Nothing here killed me. Put up that next slide. I want to show you something. Can I take my time with this? We got to come under the more superior law. The law of life makes the law of Moses unnecessary. Why? Because the law of life is the kingdom of God. Jesus, in his inauguration, when he did the Beatitudes, announced the fact that he was bringing the, the church under a greater and higher law. That's one why he started out. He said, I tell you the truth. In old times, if you slept with a woman, you committed adultery with her. That's the law. That's the action. But he came now to deal with the nature or attitude of a man. So he says, I tell you the truth. If you look after a woman to lust after her, you already committed adultery with her. He got rid of the law through dealing with the nature. What he's saying is, I'm not going to tell you not to sleep with a woman that uh, um, um, sleep with a woman you're not married to. I'm going to take away the nature that leads to sleeping with women you're not married to, lust. I'm going to deliver you from the nature of lust. Now, if you don't lust, you'll never sleep with a woman you're not married to. So I never again have to tell you not to commit adultery. Not because committing adultery isn't wrong. That's where some people miss it. We're not under the law no more, so I know I mess up, but we ain't under the law. No, no, no. The reason why I tell you, I'm not going to tell you to commit adultery anymore is because you don't even have the nature that leads to adultery. But if you still have the nature that leads to adultery, you need the law of Moses. Because the law of Moses needs to tell you you're going to go to hell if you don't stop. The law of life. 
You still need the law of Moses because you ain't got your nature changed yet. I tell you the truth. The kingdom is about changing your nature, newness of life. We got to get back to preaching kingdom. I tell you the truth. In old time, if you now killed a man, you committed murder. That's the action. But I tell you, if you're angry with a man without a cause, you've already committed murder. Now, I'm never going to tell you to commit murder again because I'm going to deal with the attitude that leads to murder called anger. So you will be angry and sin. Not. So I never have to tell you again not to kill. Not because not killing, killing, is, uh, killing is not wrong, but because I change your nature so I know you will never kill. The law was moved out of the way, not because the law isn't something that's in force, but it's unnecessary for the son and the daughter. Because I'm under the law of life. Amen? What, do you, what is the food that you don't like, that you just can't stand? Potato salad. Tony P. can't stand potato salad. Now, it's, we having a, a fellowship meeting in the back, and it's going to be a potato salad party. <laughs> potato salad party. And I come up to you, though, and I say, look, don't you eat none of that potato salad. What you going to look at me and say? Man, you ain't got to tell me that. I don't even like potato salad. What would you give me that law for and I don't even have the desire? That's what God says about the law. You don't have to come up to me and say, don't you commit adultery today. I don't like adultery. I love my wife. There's no need for the law, not because the law doesn't exist, but my nature doesn't have an attraction. The law of life. Frees me from the law of sin and death. You don't have to tell me not to steal. I don't want to. I know in some stores the little man still will watch you on the aisle, and I'm looking at him like, sir, I got money in my pocket. I don't want to steal nothing in your store. You still don't trust us even in a tie? I'm just, let's start a race war. It's not in my nature. Amen. It's not in my nature. It's not in my nature. Right? Now watch this. So we go a, a, a step further. Put up that next slide. Now look what it says in Romans chapter 8, verse number 2. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free <coughs> from the law of sin and death. Verses 9 and 10. Romans 8, but ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so, be that the spirit of God dwell in you. This is key. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the spirit is life because of What's, what makes dying lawless is the receiving of the indwelt spirit of God. Once we receive, if, if we claim the Holy Spirit is resident in us, 
if we claim that the Holy Spirit lives in me, it's illegal for us not to live. Only then. It says it right there. Follow it, follow it. So it's what makes it illegal because he says, because the, he goes on to say this. He says, let me see if I can find it in my notes. Uh, I'll say this and I'll go back to it. Notice the fact, watch this, that the Holy Spirit wasn't poured out, Marlene, until after Jesus rose from the dead. Before he rose from the dead, he would not give the disciples his spirit. Right. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is life after death. So what Christ does, Kobe, is he says, I am going to raise from the dead, receive life after death and then pour life after death into believers while they're still living in this life. So they have life after death while they're still living in this life. What is death? Death is the end of sin. The wages of sin is, I don't care if a man drank liquor for 30 straight years to the day he died. Once he dies, he'll never drink liquor again. Death is the end of alcoholism. I don't, I'm trying to make a point. I don't care if you watch pornography all day, every day for the last 20 years until you die. Once you die, you'll never struggle with pornography another day in your life. I don't care if they put a TV screen over your casket. You ain't going to watch it no more because death was the end of poor. Death is the end of sin. I'm going to put life after death in you while you're still living. So now the things that I used to do, glory, I don't do no more. And the things I used to say, I don't say no more. Not because I changed, but because I have been translated. I have been moved out of darkness into light while I'm still walking in a dark world. Because the king, the man of life after death is living in me. So you can't say you struggle with sin and you have life after death in you because death is the end of sin. I struggle with this. Well, you ain't got Christ in you. Don't you tell me I got Christ in me because when I sing, I cry. <laughs> I heard the Lord. I pray and he talked to me. You ain't tell me Christ ain't in me. Well, why are you still sinning? I have his life in me. Well, he didn't give his life until after death. And death is the end of sin. Which means law is no more necessary. The spirit of God is what brings us under the law of life. Why do I live and I can't help but live? Because we only die once. We only died once, and he already died for me. Come on. My God, he, I, I already died with him. And if we were buried with him by baptism into death, just as, see, we missing it because we read over that stuff. But just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, so you walk in newness of life. What's new life? Life after death while I'm still living. Y'all hear what I'm saying? I don't know what it is, but there was a time when I couldn't help but drink, but my lips won't even pucker up for a drink no more. All I know is I was one way one day, but there was a spirit that came down from heaven on a boat. 
cloth and he filled my belly and I rolled on the floor for about six hours speaking in languages I did not know and by the time I finished the stuff that I thought I wanted I didn't want no more the stuff I I'm talking about resurrected life, not behavior modification. If I could just change this. God don't want to change this. He wants to give you life after you died with that. Come on, glory be to God. He, now, I know you struggle with alcohol, but when you receive the spirit of God, you receive your life after you died. And glory be to God. So, in technically, you never stopped drinking. God just gave you your state after death while you were still living. It's a gift from God that no man can boast. This is fundamental theology. Y'all know that, right? But we've so ventured away from God, we don't even know what resurrection life is no more. We still think if I could change this, change, I already know. You change it all and you still haven't changed your nature. Because there's still a chance you can do it. Life after death means there ain't no chance. Let me help you understand something right now that's going to mess you up. There is no such thing as backsliding. That's make-believe. Backsliding is only for the um, individual that never front slide. They just electric slide. They slid to the side. Slid to, they didn't go up. You just, you just moved over a little bit from your sin and your sin moved over with you. Barrel, barrel. Amen. God didn't call us to slide. He lifts us up. I can't slide back because I never slid up. I went up. He lifted me up above out of the muck and miry clay. He put me on a higher plane than sin. He lifted my head and my head became a gate. And the king of glory started coming in. He doesn't want to make you a better version of who you are. He wants to give you who you are after, you after you've risen from the dead. It's resurrection life while we're still living in this life. Amen? Amen? So now, death ends sin's effects. What if you fought with fear your whole life? How many of you are scared of snakes? Raise your hand. Don't you know, scared of snakes? I'm rebuking that fear in the name of Jesus. Right? You know what we could do when you die? We could get every nasty long snake there is. Pythons and cobras. Some of you go, <gasps> copperheads, black moccasins, and we could throw them all in your casket. And you ain't going to budge. You know why you ain't going to budge? Because at your death, fear ends. You know, fear ends too, right? 
My God, God is inviting you into boldness like never before. He's inviting you into perfect love. He is releasing you out of the bondage of fear at a whole nother level. And you're not going to stop fearing because you fight fear. You're going to stop fearing because that's the law. That's the law. That's a part of the law of life. Part of the law of life. I got resurrection life. So the business that I'm in is perfect for me. You know it's perfect for me? Because, oh, glory be to God. Because as long as you have no fear, God will place take every limit off of blessing you. It ain't really being the best salesman. It's just being the salesman that's free from fear. That's all that is. Amen. Amen. We don't fight fear to get rid of fear. We enter into love. Love is the opposite of fear, not faith. Faith works through love. Amen. These are things that we need to understand. I need to stop fearing. I'm fighting with fear right now. You're going to lose every time because you're not called to fight with fear. You're called to enter into a love that casts out the fear for you. Perfect love casts out fear. I can't get rid of fear. Only love can. And until I'm entered into a sufficient measure of love for God, I'll always deal with fear. Ain't that something? Shoot, I'm scared. Right? You're breaking the law. See, we don't understand that. We, we look at the individual that's sleeping with somebody they're not married to and call it nastier. But what's nastier? Amen. Is it, is it any less nasty for me to parade fear and then call myself a man or woman that is an example of faith. That is just as nasty. If we really want to deal with it. If we really want to deal with this thing. Now, if we want to be real about this thing, now, if we want to keep on parading around and acting like uh, uh, everything is okay and we're actually functioning like God biblically called us to function, then we fine. But I heard the man of God say he wants to get up under the, 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 the refrigerator today. Yeah. See, that's the stuff we sweep up under. The, I, I heard the man of God say he want to get in the cracks tonight. And then when we start getting in those cracks, it don't feel good. Because now I don't seem so much cleaner than Jane that's swinging on a pole. I'm just more sophisticatedly dirty. My sin has sophistication and is hidden from anybody that's unlearned. But once you learn, you know it. You're just as fake as the one that don't come to church. Close is almost worse than far off. I would actually say close is worse than far off because it's something about being close that says no I ain't there but I'm better than them but the same door that's going to close on them is going to close on you it'll just close in your face while it'll close at a distance For it's still the same thing can I go a little bit further I'll go a little bit further. Amen? Listen to this. Romans chapter 
um, 8, verse 10. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin. Did y'all see that? Listen, look at it. Look at what it says, because it speaks directly to everything that I just taught. And if Christ be in you, the body has to be dead. What is he talking about? He's not talking about your physical body. He's talking about the body of death. you got to read Romans 7. That's where he refers to the body of death. It's no longer I that sin, but sin that what? Liveth in me. He's talking about the body of sin. See, we try to stop sinning, but as long as we have a body of sin, the body of sin can't stop sinning because it's built to sin. You can't fix the body of sin. We were born in a body of sin. We were born with things that stimulate parts of our body that will tell us what sin we want. Y'all acting like y'all don't know what I'm talking about. It actually has built-in sin sensories. It'll tell me the time when I want a certain sin. It's the body. Y'all. Certain songs could signal the body of sin to say it's time for this sin. You got the feeling and you know what was going to happen. It's the body of sin. It's built for sin. It's built to sense sin. It's built to be led by sin. And it's built to enjoy sin. Amen. Amen. And if Christ be in you, watch this, the body is dead because of Christ can't be in us without our body of sin being dead because he's only in us as life after. If your body can still lead you into sin, Christ is not in you. Because that body of sin ain't dead yet. That that is life after death. And it, life after death where it's impossible to sin won't get in a body who, that can't help but sin. Right. Everybody understand what I'm saying? I know this is very fundamental, but we need to understand this stuff. Because we're sitting there praying for breakthroughs. We're sitting there praying for God to, to move. We're sitting there praying for God to progress us. We need to be praying for filling. My God, we need to be fit. We praying for immersing. We need to be praying for indwelling. We need to get back between the porch and the altar. Joel 2 and 22 was not to go between the porch and the altar for the city, but to go to through the porch and the altar for the believers. Because there were too many believers that were in a condition where they're not walking in righteousness. We don't need to cry out for Darlington. We need to cry out for this church. We need everybody in the church to be filled with the spirit of the living God, with the spirit of life after death. Forget taking the city. God take us. Bring me under the law of life. I want to live in the law of life. The spirit of God. I don't want you to get discouraged if it gets hard and you feel yourself dying. Many times, I don't want you to get discouraged and think it's impossible and that you're rejected and that you are now condemned. God will bless you with hard to bring you into life. And for some of you, it's about to get real hard because it's time for you to actually enter into life. It's just the way there. I wasn't always like this. I didn't always live the way I lived, have the outlook that I had, talk the way I talked, move the way that I moved. I had to go through something hard. 
to be taught how to live a new law of life. Amen. God ain't rejecting you when it gets hard. God is calling you when it gets hard. Whatever you do, baby, don't stop. He's just like that man that sits that baby girl in front of him and takes some steps back. He said, I got to teach you how to walk. Amen. And I know you're going to fall sometimes, but I, I, I need to teach you how to get up on your own and keep on walking. I'm not going to keep on picking you up. God stands on the other side of the hard and says, son, just keep on going. I know it feels like it's awful. I know it feels like you're not being heard. I know it feels like this thing ain't going to work. Things ain't going to never change. Just keep on coming. You get back up. I know you fail. I know you got dirty. I know you went into depression. Get back up on your feet. Keep on coming, son. God, why won't you come and get me? Because this is the way to life, son. You got to keep coming. I know it's hard, and I know you're crying, and I know you feel like don't nobody understand you, but get back up and keep on coming. Why won't you come and help me? Because this is the way to life daughter keep on coming just get back up just keep on coming you're almost there don't stop where you are lift up your hands when you don't feel like lifting up your hands open your mouth when you don't feel like opening your mouth you're making your way God has not forsaken you God has not thrown you away he's saying daughter just keep walking I know it don't feel good but it's going to work out for your good in the end get up and keep coming hard and difficult is the way that leads to life and most people turn around and walk away, but you walk through it. You keep going. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. It's hard because I haven't cast you away. It's hard because I've not handed you over to yourself. It's hard because I've not left you as a reprobate. My God, I love you and I'm trying to give you life. But it's hard and it's difficult. And you got to understand, folks ain't going to be around you because it's only a few people that are willing to go this way. But if you'll say yes to the underpopulated way, if you'll say yes to the unpopular way, if you'll say yes to the way where other individuals are doing it in an easier way, I'll bring you into life. I'll show you a law called life where you can't die. I'll show you a law called life where you can't help but have peace. I'll show you a law called life. I have not forsaken you. I have not forsaken you. I have not forsaken you. I'm calling you back to the well. Listen to me, son and daughter. I'm calling you back to the well. I need for you to take another drink. I know you drank something and it helped you, but I'm calling you back to the well. There's some living water that I need to give you. There's some stuff that I need. I'm calling you back to the well. I'm calling you back to the place of wailing, and I'm calling you back to the place of travailing. Not for a job, not for money, but I want your life living in me. I want to be filled with all of you. I want you to unload in me. Settle here. God settle here take out everything you got in my heart take out everything you got in my mind have it all I'm calling you back to the well of living water I need you to have another drink
This is what this is what we must understand. And we're closing. We commit lawlessness. Not every time we break the law of Moses, but every time we reject life when it's made available to us through the word of God. Y'all got to listen to that one really, really closely. And I'm going to say it again. Lawlessness is not what you don't do. Lawlessness is what you refuse to hear. Lawlessness in the spirit of and under the law of life has nothing to do with action and has everything to do with hearing. We commit lawlessness not every time we break the law of Moses, but every time we reject life when it's made available to us through the word of God. If we hear a word on peace and walk away with none of the peace preached, because I got a different stress level than everybody else. Because don't nobody understand what I go through like that. And so now there is a, a, a level of peace that was made available for me that I leave at the altar, amen, and walk away from because I, you don't know my stress. You don't know what I go through. So I use what I see to reject what I heard. I'm actually operating in lawlessness because I'm now living in a less level of life peace than I should be. And it's not because I can't be. It's because I'm lawless. It's because I reject life when it's made available. My God, you heard a word called day and night praise. Day and night and night and day. And, and many of us didn't enter into any measure of real life more day and night worship. Our worship is still on the same level it was before we preached about day and night and night and day. And it's not because it couldn't be. It's because my day is different than everybody else's. And when I heard it, I didn't think it was reasonable anyway. Can't nobody praise God all day. Can't nobody, you know, you got to do this, you got to do that, you got to address that. And so now I am lawless because there was a measure of life made available to me that I left on the table because I used my own experience as an excuse to excuse that life. And then when I come before God and he says you are lawless because you could have been worshiping me day, why you ain't worshiping me day and night? God, God, what do you mean I had this? I knew you are austere man that 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 you desire things and you ask for stuff and you did not put anything up there uh, you did not put up anything to help that thing get accomplished amen uh, glory be to God and so now what we got to understand is how much life are you not living in that you heard that's really how lawless you are every time we reject law every time we reject life being preached we're, we are acting in lawlessness against the law of life. Life by law is received by hearing. Life by law is received by hearing. So, and I'm almost done. We commit lawlessness not when we break the law of Moses. But when we reject access to the life given through the word because of a lack of faith. Why aren't you living in more peace? Ultimately, it's because of a lack of faith. And where there's a lack of faith, there'll be lawlessness. Right. <coughs> Why aren't some of us living in more focus on God? Because it's a lack of faith. And ultimately, it's like, God, I want to pray more. There was access to that. 
You could have already had that by the law of life. God, I want to want you more. You could have had that by the law of life, but you use what you were facing as an excuse to excuse what you weren't receiving. That's lawlessness. That changes the whole thing, don't it? You'll realize that there are more lawless people running around than what we first thought. Right? I don't drink, I don't club, I don't do anything else, but I use my past to dictate everything, every decision I make in my present. You are lawless. It don't matter what's said, you've already made up your mind what life is about based off of what you've already been through. (coughs) You are lawless. Amen? You're rejecting life. Right? The law of life ultimately makes it impossible for us to be effectively influenced by death. Death cannot effectively influence us if we're living under the law of life. Amen? Living under the law of life. Go here real, real fast. I tell you what, you know what? We're going to stop. And I'll deal with some of this next time. Because I feel like I hit something and I could stop right there and go into some more other stuff. But I believe that there's something that the Lord wants to deal with us into tonight. He's inviting us out of the paradigm of the law of Moses into the law of life. The law of life does not come by enforcing of rules, but it comes by filling of spirit. You're only filled with the spirit when you actually want the spirit more than anything else. If, if, if you want a house more than you want to be filled with the spirit, then you will not be filled. It has to be the highest desire. If it's actually going to happen, because when you are filled with the spirit of the living God, it changes everything. It don't just change your cursing problem. If God could just figure out that thing with the, that spirit of God, man, you are minimizing the power of God. And minimizing the power of the gospel to think you need the gospel just to stop cursing. Amen? My God, he takes your tongue out and gives you a tongue from heaven. That's what the gospel does. He fills you with his spirit. And the problem is, until we properly thirst for that, we can't drink of that. And that's where we're lacking because we don't understand how much we need it. So God has to show us the law of life to help us understand we need to drink of living water. Everybody standing.